Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in to our live broadcast. I am Jason DeMars. I want to remind you, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can contact me at jasondemars.com or through any social media platform that you're listening through. We're going to get into our teaching right away. We're starting on a new topic. Um, we want to go through and look at the two seeds spoken of in Genesis 3.15. So we will read that scripture in just a moment. Actually, let's go, let's read it right away. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So we're talking about the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. So let's go, let's go back to the very beginning. And we look just in a, in a big picture through the Bible. And we start off and we have a very strange story to start off with. And that is that there's, in the book of Genesis, there's Trees that can either give eternal life if you eat their fruit, or they can give you death if you eat their fruit. And it also has uh, what, what looks to be a talking snake. Seems like a more of a myth than what we find in the rest of the Bible. And so let's look at this closely. Let's start, let's get the big picture God brings a commandment to the man and to the woman, and he wants them to fulfill their purpose. Let's look at this. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created him, he, him. Male and female created he, them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So, God's commandment to them is to multiply and replenish, the, fill up the earth with those that come after their likeness and have subdue the earth and have dominion over everything. So multiply and have dominion. These are the two commandments. So reproduce and lead. Take authority over everything. So that's God's original commandment. And when God has a commandment, He always brings a test. Always. When He command, commanded Abr Abram, He gave him many tests for many years. When He commanded David, He gave him many tests for many years. And all of these tests were directly related to their commission and how they would um, bring forth their commission according to their way or according to God's way. 
So let's go go and see. This is what God wants. Genesis 1, 11, and 12. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And so this is a principle. The seed is inside of the, the fruit you you when there's pollen when there's a, if you're a if you're grass when there's pollination or if you're a tree when there's pollination then that seed is a living seed and and that seed can produce life but there always needs to be that pollinator so there's two coming together there's a male male plant and there's a female plant there's a male grass female you know you understand what i'm saying and those coming together produce life and they're to produce life after their own kind they're not to bring a hybridization they're produ- to produce after their own kind and this was god's purpose for adam and eve to produce after their own kind Genesis 2.9, now, you know, we have God commanding to, re- to multiply, to reproduce. Now we go here and we see a test is coming. Here is the test. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Here are two trees. When I look at this, I see right away these have to be metaphorical trees. They cannot be literal trees there. It has to be a metaphor. Why do I say that? Uh, Genesis two sixteen and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Every tree they can eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. This is not just a merely a physical death as though the tree is a poison tree. This is a, this is a spiritual death. It's a separation from God. Now I want you to go back to verse 9. Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. So every tree that goes from the ground is pleasant to the sight and good for food. But then it says the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It doesn't say these grew out of the ground. It says it's in the middle of the garden. And then he says, you can eat of every tree that's in the garden. So we have verse 9. And the Lord God uh, made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food out of the ground. Then he says, every tree in the garden you can freely eat. The tree of life, tree of knowledge, is in the midst of the garden. And they're not to eat of the tree of knowledge or it'll produce death. These are not literal trees. They're metaphorical trees. Jesus confirms this in the book of Revelation. 
He says that he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The tree of life is still in the midst of the paradise of God. It's never moved. If it's a literal tree, we can go to that literal place and find exactly where that tree is. The fact is, it's in the midst of the paradise of God. In other words, it's a, a, a metaphorical tree. If you hear, if you overcome, you will eat of the tree of life. What does that mean? If, you, if you're an overcomer, you have eternal life. It's a gift that God has given to you. And as a result of receiving that gift, you're become, you become an overcomer. Jesus tells us the tree of life in the Garden of Eden was a metaphorical tree. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a metaphorical tree. And both of those trees have to do with the original command that God gave. He gave them a test. He absolutely tested them regarding His plan and purpose for them. And so we have to understand that. It's very, very important to understand that. If we miss that, we miss many things in Scripture. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed or offspring and her offspring, her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise thy heel. So, here we have here we have in Genesis 3:16 we'll read that too unto the woman he said i will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband okay wow so here we have god commands them reproduce god then god turn and god says let every seed bring forth after its kind. Then the next thing you see God saying is, don't eat from the tree of knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil. Then they eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and God says, I'm going to put enmity between the woman's offspring and the serpent's offspring. Okay. Then the next, next verse goes to head to, and it says, I will... Increase your conception. And in sorrow, you'll bring forth children and your desire to be to your husband. So they eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and God's curse is and putting enmity between offspring, changing the serpent from the type of creature it was to put it on its belly and telling the woman, you're going to increase your conceptions and you'll bring forth children in sorrow and pain. Okay, again, I'm going to repeat it. He says, he commands them to replenish the earth. They fall. And when, when they fall, he curses the woman's reproductive process. 
and he puts enmity between two offspring. So what is it? What is it that happened? What is it that was done? You say, well, obviously they ate, ate a fruit. It's a metaphor. What is it a metaphor of? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 11, 2 and 3. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preaches another, Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which you have not received, or another gospel which you have not accepted, you might bear well, well bear with him. So what is Paul afraid? He's afraid that the bride of Christ will commit adultery against Christ. And he, what does he use as an example of his fear that the bride will commit adultery against Christ? His Example is Adam and Eve and the serpent. So what happened in the garden to produce the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman? There was an adultery. The serpent was an upright creature. It's clear, and we'll, we'll go into the proof of this more in our next segment. It's clear. The serpent was an upright creature. He could speak. He could reason, and he walked on two feet. He was so similar to a human being, to Adam and Eve. They mingled their seed together and produced the serpent's seed, which was Cain. The Bible says Cain was of that wicked one and slew his brother. Satan came in and possessed the serpent, deceived the woman, committed adultery with her, produced Cain, Adam, Adam came and knew his wife as well. They, she bore twins. Abel was from Adam. Cain was from the serpent. It was an adultery in the Garden of Eden. And that's why God cursed her reproduction and God changed the serpent from being an upright creature to being a snake. And that's why God put enmity between the two seeds. Seed of the woman is Christ, the seed of the serpent are the sons of the devil. Who did Jesus have trouble with when he was here on earth? Not snakes. He had troubles with Pharisees and Sadducees. We'll finish there and we'll pick up more tomorrow. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. May the Lord richly bless you.